0: money fm 89.3 best of the evening runway the weekly wrap on money fm 89.3 Money FM eighty nine point three. Good afternoon. It is the evening runway. I'm Elliot Danker. Time now to take a look at uh, the top headline of the week, uh, and it's one that was published earlier this morning. You know, Singaporeans in the past talk a lot about chasing the five C's. You know, condo, car, cash, credit card, country club. Nowadays, it's no longer about the five C's. More than materialism, Singaporeans now chase meaning, and the evolving Singapore dream must be reflected in key shifts around. How its citizens define success across all areas of life. So this was outlined in the Forward SG report released earlier today, which laid out a roadmap for a new way forward for Singapore. Let's try and understand this roadmap and how it'll shape the new Singapore dream. On the line with me is Dr Tan Ansa, who is sociologist, associate professor, Department of Sociology, Academic Convenor, Singapore Studies, National University of Singapore. Dr Tan, good afternoon. Hi, good afternoon. Thanks a lot for taking the time to speak with me about this, the uh, Forward Singapore Report. Let's get into some details of it. With regard to the constant theme that was unveiled, what were your initial impressions?
1: Well, my impression of this document is that it's very comprehensive, practically leaves no stones unturned. I mean, they deal with all the way from early childhood to uh, seniors, all the way from uh, education to housing to employment and healthcare, of course. And also, it covers the middle class, the low income, and it talks about social integration, cohesion, special needs. So, primarily, I mean, essentially, it's very comprehensive and covers a lot of grounds.
0: Yeah, it is about that mindset shift that is constantly brought up in this report. Have you seen this mindset shift personally amongst Singaporeans over the years?
1: Well, I would say that during the time that we have COVID, which is just quite recently, there seems to be a shift from, you know, this focus, this emphasis on reliance, towards more emphasis on social solidarity. So there's a more understanding that we need to take care of essential workers. We need to respect them. Uh, We also need to take care of the low-income, who probably suffer much more compared to the middle class during the COVID period.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's a lot of post-COVID reflection in that sense. And we saw it documented in a lot of media reports as well. Doctor, could I get your thoughts on how this will create a new Singapore vision? And what exactly would constitute to that new Singapore vision? Be kinder?
1: Well, I think, uh, among other things, as I mentioned earlier, I mean, it's about social solidarity. It's about collective responsibility. Even as we encourage Singaporeans to be self-motivated, to, uh, take charge of their life their healthcare, for instance and their education but at the same time we also recognize that society and community have a part to play in many many areas in terms of changing mindset how we think about essential workers mm. and also how we think about education, for example. I mean, it used to be is a lot more narrow in terms of uh, what we, how we define meritocracy. Okay, But uh, now we want to have a broader definition.
0: Okay. And I know you mentioned the part about supporting families. That, of course, is in focus with regard to this report. Do you see this having an effect on the fact that we've got a bit of a declining population, the fact that we've got an aging population as well? Could this be a spark in that sense?
1: I mean, definitely, uh, aging population is like the elephant in the room, right? Yeah, Yeah, I mean, it's something, I mean, it has got implication for not just healthcare, but also in terms of re-employment, you know, for uh, seniors who decide Mm. to work a little longer in order to support whatever lifestyle they desire. Yeah, so certainly uh, we it is about aging population.
0: Mm, okay, this probably impacts the, the sociology side of things, respect and reward for every job. You talk about treating people better. Is this meant to have an effect on, say, your job security or just, you know, on a very, very basic level to inculcate that sense of being considerate?
1: I don't think we really deal with job security. I Mm. think for the longest time, we always talk about, I mean, in the old days, we talk about lifetime employment. Correct. But nowadays, we talk about lifetime employability. Right. In other words, we need people to keep on reinventing themselves, upgrading, retraining, you know, so that they'll always be relevant to the economy.
0: Mm-hmm. But doctor, it's more than just reinventing yourself, right? There has to be that mindset where employers they look at it and they're able to appreciate that you've reinvented yourself. For example, doctor, I went back to school at the age of forty and finally got my degree. Now some mm-hmm. people appreciate it, but I have personally seen others go like, "Huh, why you wait until forty then you go back to school?" You know mm-hmm. that disconnect.
1: Well, I think that from the perspective of employers, right, they should recognise that you know if a person goes for upgrading, get a new diploma or degree, what is important is also whether are they able to you know value add mm. to the organisation mm-hmm. they work for. So it's not just a matter of the getting a paper qualification, right. but whether are they able to, as I say value add to the organisation.
0: Right, right. See beyond grades, which is something also that's talked about, right? Embrace learning beyond grades. I, I personally feel that this might be quite a tough one to crack. The education system, doctor, how do you see that playing a part? The education system's point is to make sure you get your good grades, but how can the education system itself make sure you have that mindset to learn beyond just getting grades?
1: Well, I think in the old days, I would say that education is very much about passive learning, yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> about uh, you know gathering more and more facts, right? But I think now it's more about learning to learn. Okay. In other okay. words, whatever facts you may have uh, learned now, acquired now, it's not going to. It's going to have a short shelf life, right? And therefore, you have to keep on updating yourself. You know, technology change, the the workplace change in many ways. And therefore, um, even as you get a degree in the past, you know, but you still need to make sure that <laughs> it means something. Yes, right? if, yes. If you just sort of let it, you know, let's, let it lapse, for example, right? It's yeah. not going to be very helpful, both to yourself and to the organisation.
0: Yeah, yeah. You, you want to create that Singaporean that is a bit more nimble, a bit more agile and, and reward constantly wanting to learn and upgrade? Mm-hmm,
1: definitely. Definitely. I mean, it's a sort of very... Fast changing world, yeah, right? You know, yeah. what, what is relevant, uh, say, maybe. If Three years ago, it's no longer relevant
0: now. Yeah, this, this entire thing is definitely going to impact Singaporeans quite greatly. Just a final point, Doctor, and I want to talk about enabling seniors to age well. So the Silver Support Scheme and the Match Retirement Savings Scheme, this is going to be enhanced. Doctor, in your opinion, how do you see this helping Singapore seniors um, retire with that peace of mind, especially when you consider cost of living here <laughs> one of the most expensive cities in the world?
1: Yeah, we all know that retirement, uh, financial security is important, right? And we also know that, you know, previous generation, or now the current seniors, some of them actually don't have enough uh, for retirement. So whatever support, you know, from the government, from the budget, I think is welcome. And of course, this can't be the only support, right? I hope that it also comes from the community and that also families can continue to be able to take care of their own.
0: Just to squeeze this one in, um, how important is it that this is coming from the fourth generation leaders of our government?
1: Well, it's absolutely important. I think the previous generation of leaders, right, they have their own problems and challenges to cope, to take care of, right? But now we are talking about a new uh, condition, you know, new environment. And therefore, there's got to be a change in the philosophy underlying, you know, social policy, social support. Mm. Otherwise, you leave a lot of people behind.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, as the population grows up together with the four generation leaders, this is going to be so crucial. I have been speaking with Dr. Tan Sir, who is a sociologist, associate professor, Department of Sociology, Academic Convener, Singapore Studies, National University of Singapore. Doctor, thank you so much for your time. Take care and have a great Friday evening. You're welcome. Thank you. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg.